Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in podcast listeners. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We got a loaded show for you. Charles Davis, Petros Papadakis and breaking down the Monday night football game plus the NFL playoff picture. All that more. It's Outkick the Coverage and it begins now. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So I'm Jason Martin. Clay Travis is your host. He is out in Los Angeles all week. And so he will join me here in just a second. You can follow him on Twitter, of course, at Clay Travis. Follow the show at Outkick. And you can follow me if you've got time. Whatever. At JMartZone. So last night, here's the deal, Clay. Uh, ESPN thought they had a monster on their hands when the schedule first was released. They've got Saints and Colts right near the end of the season. You expect both teams are probably either going to be in the lead in their division or right there in the thick of it. You've got two wonderful quarterbacks on Hall of Fame trajectories. One's a no-doubter. One's on his on his way to the Hall of Fame. And then it turns out that they have no luck. I know that's a bad joke. I put it on Twitter last night. Not everybody appreciated it. I thought it was gold. But no Andrew Luck. And then all of a sudden, you've got a Colts team that's pretty much out of the mix without a ton of help that's probably not going to come. And then the game turns out to be an unbelievable performance by Drew Brees. And that's really just about it. 
Yeah, I look, I'm looking at Drew Brees' stats right now. Uh, the guy went 29 of 30, four touchdowns, set the all-time touchdown record. They stopped it. I was disappointed that they didn't give him a certificate like they did. Uh, I guess that was a couple of years ago now where they stopped the game. Remember they gave him, like they had the NFL guy who gave him like a little piece of paper uh, there at the Superdome field. Uh, what was that for? Most maybe completions? Yeah, it was it. Yeah, it was most it, yeah, yards? Yeah. I believe it was uh, what, one of those two, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Probably most yards. I, I, I don't remember exactly. Exactly, but guy goes 29 of 30 last night, four touchdowns, and he doesn't have a perfect quarterback rating. And I'm like, well, what more could you do as a quarterback? Go for over 300 yards, uh, 29 of 30 from the field with four touchdowns. You blow out a, a team in the Indianapolis Colts, which has gone from five and two to six and eight. And my math, you know, from doing the show with me a lot over the years, I believe that is one and six. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in the last seven, is that correct? Yeah, that's like Ryan suck up kicking field goals since his injury. One, yeah, one for yeah. six. One and six ain't very good. And so we'll get to Breeze here, uh, certainly, and talk a lot about what the Colts uh, uh, might have to do going forward as well. But to me, as good as Drew Breeze is, uh, and I know there are a lot of Colts fans listening along to us this morning as they start off their day, I, I think there's an intriguing decision to be made by the Colts. Um, and when you look at Jacoby Brissett, and again, I know that you can say, you know, he hasn't been healthy. And I know certainly you can point to T.Y. Hilton, who is uh, effectively a shadow of the player that he was prior to his injury. And Marlon Mack missed a lot of games, and there have been a lot of injuries at the, you know, at the individual player positions. But Jacoby Brissett just flat out hasn't gotten it done. And I don't know if it's because teams have now gotten used to him and they're aware of how to game plan for him. I don't know if it's the injuries on offense. But I think you have to contemplate what makes sense kind of going forward at the quarterback position. And certainly part of this is – we're going to be asking for several years, oh, is this the year that maybe Andrew Luck decides to come back? And maybe the Colts have a better sense for that than others do. Maybe they believe that that retirement is for good and it's not going to be a boxer retirement. You know, It's going to be a, a normal athlete retirement yeah. and he's, he's not going to come back. But if he's not going to come back and you feel good as Jim Irsay based on conversations that you've had with his representatives and his family and whatnot – I don't see how the Colts aren't in the quarterback market in terms of potentially drafting somebody in the first round if there's somebody there. If your doctor sign off on Tua and he's there, or if you really like Justin Herbert and he is there, I feel like the Colts are going to be right about that level in the draft where certainly Joe Burrow is going to be gone and the number one pick's going to already be taken. But I think that you have to at least consider the idea of having somebody that you're grooming behind Jacoby Brissett because he's gotten a fair shake at it. He's had an opportunity to demonstrate that this is his job and that he's the quarterback of the future. And certainly the Colts invested substantial money in him. I know they were talking about this during the broadcast last night, but it's not as if they couldn't get away fairly cheaply after next season. To me, a big part of the story of this game and the way the Colts have gone one and six down the stretch is that Jacoby Brissett is just not really the answer. And effectively, the Colts eliminated themselves from playoff contention last night. I'm not sure 
if there's still an outside chance that if the uh, Titans lost both of their games and the Steelers lost both their games, you may know all the latest tie breaks and the Colts won out and they all ended up 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe there's still a possibility somehow that the Colts could get in the playoffs. I frankly don't know. I don't think there is uh, because I know they split with the Titans and they lost to the Steelers. So I would think the odds of them winning a three-way tie break are virtually zero. Um, but that's a big decision that has to be made there. And then on the other side, I think as we start to work through the playoff picture in general for the Saints, look, I mean, it, it, it is going to be a war down the stretch in the, uh, in the NFC in particular at the top where there isn't that team that you look at and think, by God, they are just flat-out amazing. If the season were ending right now at the top of the NFC, you would have the Seahawks the one seed, the Green Bay Packers the two seed, the Saints the four seed, uh, sorry, the three seed, the Cowboys the four, uh, the 49ers as the five, and the Minnesota, Vikings as yeah. the six, right? So I'm looking at these, uh, at these standings right now, and obviously in the NFC West, it can easily jump from being the overall number one seed to falling all the way back to, uh, to the five, depending on what happens in the last couple, next couple of weeks. And as we saw on Sunday night with that, or Sunday afternoon with that Julio Jones catch. So I, I, when the Saints play like they played last, uh, last night, they are as good of a team as there is in the NFL. If you're a Saints fan, I think you had to be really impressed most of all with your defense that just flat out shut down the Colts, who had been playing decently at least on the offensive side of the ball, uh, even though they hadn't been winning. They had at least been at times making plays, and uh, and to have everything just kind of uh, come, come undone for the Colts and to have the 49ers, sorry, the, uh, the 49ers in that position where they're sitting at the five, looking at the Saints right after you lost and got run by the 49ers. If you're a Saints fan, they came into your place and scored 48. It's a big bounce-back performance on a signature stage on Monday Night Football. I think you have to feel a lot better about the Saints. And again, if you're a Colts fan, I think you'll leave that game asking, what is the future of this franchise? Are we really going to be committed to Jacoby Brissett or not? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that particular question because my wife, who tertiarily pays attention to the NFL, that was her question. We're sitting there watching the game, and she just says, so are the Colts going to draft a quarterback after this season? Just yeah. kind of out of the blue. And I said, you know what? Maybe. And interestingly, they also had $102 million in salary cap money. They had more money than anybody else in the league that they could have used, and they didn't really use it during the offseason. Now, maybe the assets that they needed weren't out there, but I think at this point, try this on for size. I don't think the Saints would let this happen. I don't, because I think they see the end of their guy coming pretty soon, uh, but maybe the Colts quarterback's actually sitting on the Saints bench right now. Like, I don't know if Justin Herbert is somebody I would want over Teddy Bridgewater. For example, if I could get Bridgewater. I'm not looking at the Jameis Winstons and the Cam Newtons at this point or the Marcus Mariotas if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. But Bridgewater looked awfully good when Drew Brees was out. So, like I said, I don't know that you could lure him away. They may try to find a way to, to, to make that happen. But I do think that you're right about Brissett. And I think it's unfortunate because the circumstances haven't been good for him with T.Y. going out for as long as he was and Marlon Mack breaking his wrist. But those guys combined for 45 yards last night. Hilton and Mack did. Brissett is not a guy that's going to win unless everything is perfect around him. And that's not generally going to be the case in the NFL. That's why you can't lean on him as your long-term starter. Yeah, look, I think the positive if you're a Colts fan is – 
you gave him $21 million effectively next year, and that's because you're so far under the cap and because suddenly the Andrew Luck expenses are, are eliminated. But this guy becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2021. Now with the franchise tag, now I know we have a new CBA coming and, and everything else there. You don't feel like you uh, – I, I think probably if I were the Colts, what I would consider doing is maintaining him as the starter, letting him come back next year as the starter, see how the season starts off. But I, I would be interested in drafting a guy uh, to potentially be the replacement. And, and I feel like you're in a little bit of a luxury, as you mentioned, because of all the salary cap space that you have, uh, that if you got a young quarterback, you could build around him so well – if you really liked Herbert or you really liked Tua, particularly Tua, I would say, because you could allow him to heal, uh, you know, not necessarily even have to play him for a year. And, uh, and again, because you're in that rookie cap space, you're not having it cost too much money. That's one that I think uh, the, the Colts are going to have to explore. And the other option would be what you said. Maybe you go out in this, uh, in this free agent marketplace and there's other guys you like that you think you could get for more affordable prices. Um, but to me, potentially going into the draft, given the fact that you're going to be drafting around, what do you think, 16 Well, if I'm the Colts right now, Clay, I don't want to win another game, and I yeah. tell them so. Now you're in full-on tank mode. You want the best pick you possibly can have so that you have a shot at one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. But I think right now, even so, I mean, you're talking about drafting around 16. Probably. If your doctors come back to you and say, hey, Tua looks like he's going to be fully healthy, but it may not be fully healthy and able to play this year. I don't know necessarily that that's a bad look for me as the Colts franchise, because then if you start off the year again with Jacoby Brissett and you let him be your guy, I don't think there's anybody out there that can say, oh, Jacoby Brissett didn't get a fair shake, right? If you get a full year to start in the NFL and then you get to come back another year and you know it's your team and you get to start again in next September, which I think is probably likely for Jacoby Brissett, I think it's hard to argue you didn't give the guy a full shake. And he just may not be able to take that step and be an Andrew Luck level uh, you know, assist for you uh, in the years ahead. And that's certainly what you hoped. But I don't think – I think the Colts have ended up being – more what we anticipated they were going to be when we got that bombshell in August where all of a sudden Andrew Luck says he's not going to be there. Uh, the Colts are now sitting at 6-8. and eight. If they finish 7-9 and nine or 6-10, and ten, uh, then I think that's kind of what we would have anticipated, even though they started off 5-2 and two and sold us the idea that maybe he was going to be a little bit better than, uh, than he has been. See, I think Brissett is decent. He's adequate. He's pretty good in the right circumstances. I look at it this way. It's sort of a weird analogy, but television these days, because of all the streaming options and everything that's out there, if you want me to pay attention to your show, your show's got to be better than just good. If I'm going to go to somebody and say, yeah, that show's good, I'm probably not going to stick with that show. Because at this point, there are great shows, and there are so many of them out there that being good is not good enough. So Jacoby Brissett is that show that's, I mean, it's all right. It's pretty good. But I don't have time to watch that show because there's way too many quarterbacks that are far better than him in the league. That's where you realize, okay, this guy's not the guy for the Colts. And then on the flip side, 
just a, a hypothetical, or not really hypothetical, but a thought experiment here about Drew Brees. When we talk about Brady and we talk about Manning and we talk Elway and Marino and Montana and all these guys, Brees is almost never in that discussion. Do you think that that's fair or do you think that we kind of undervalue Drew Brees and how good he's been? I think he's probably undervalued. I, I think a part of that is, and, and I don't have the data in front of me, I feel like Breeze isn't always in the playoffs. And a lot of those guys that you just ran through, certainly the Bradys and the Mannings of the universe, every single year they have been in the playoffs. And I don't have the Saints last 10 years or 12 years or whatever it is with Drew Breeze in front of me right now. But certainly they have made runs. But there have also been a lot of, it seems to me, again, off the top of my head, maybe you can pull up like the last 10 years of Saints data. Uh, it seems to me there's a lot of years where the Saints are 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 9-7-ish. Eight, and seven -ish. And Drew Brees posts big numbers, but we really define quarterback success so often in the postseason. And I know he's got the one Super Bowl, but he's never won an MVP. By the way, uh, one move that I like, and I know we're talking about what happened last night, but the Saints have had issues at corner, and they've had issues against uh, teams that can be explosive in the passing game. Certainly we saw them give up 48 uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. They added Janoris Jenkins, who was released by the Giants. I'm going to talk about him later in the show and why I think the Giants may have overreacted to the way that he spoke, but I like the idea of what he could mean to this secondary going forward. It's a pickup that, to me, makes a lot of sense and is low-risk, high-reward, uh, high potentially. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. Well, we'll continue to break these games down. Coming up in the next segment, we got Charles Davis, one of Fox's absolute gems, and we'll talk plenty with him. Stick with us all day long. Outkick's got you covered. I don't know what's going to happen with the Colts. They do not have a quarterback now, and I think we both agree, and maybe all of you are starting to agree as well. That's a fix that they're going to have to address sooner rather than later. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. We're joined now by Charles Davis as we are every single Tuesday in Hour 1. Appreciate him joining us. He called the Chicago Green Bay game. Uh, maybe he could have been out there to deliver a lateral at the end of that game. And he's got Rams 49ers coming up this weekend. But let's start with the game that you called. And this is a question I think a lot of people have, Charles. How good are the Packers? Do we really have any clue? I don't know that we do, Clay. They believe that they've got the formula. But when they get it, let me make sure I have the right word. They get a little testy. When you talk to them about their record and how they've gotten there, Um, my colleague Pam Oliver interviewed Aaron Rodgers at the end of the Chicago game and said, hey, you know, and I can't remember exactly how she phrased it, but she's like, you know, just kind of like, how good are you guys? That sort of a thing. And Aaron was like, "Um, I know that a lot of people out there aren't real convinced about us. And, you know, he kind of said we haven't really finished off things. He said, but we're 11 and three and I'll, I'll ride that all the way into the playoffs. So that's kind of where they are. I watched them Sunday, and they got it to 21-3 against Chicago, Clay, and it looked like they were ready to close the door. And they let Chicago hang all the way around, and that crazy lateral play at the end, if, if Jesper Horstead laterals to his right, I believe to Allen Robinson, he walks in. Yeah. And if he walks in, they go for two. We could be playing over. We could still be there 
and it was eight <laughs> degrees at kickoff with wind chill, and I'm glad we're not. So, but that's that's really what it came down to, and it never should have come down to that. Frankly, Clay, it never should have gotten that close. Because I feel like we've seen virtually every team that's at the top of the NFC at a high-end performance, right? Like you, yeah. I know how the game ended with the 49ers against the Falcons, but we have seen the 49ers really play at an incredibly high level, right? They took yeah. down uh, the Packers, beat them pretty solidly. They went on the road. They beat the Saints. I mean, they have been really good. I feel like the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, I know they're 9-1 and one in one-score games, but we've seen them be really, really good. And, uh, and the Saints, we've seen at times be really good. But I don't feel like we really know what to expect of the Packers, and that's why this game against the Vikings coming up this weekend, I kind of expect the Vikings to win. Yeah, it's going to be like that. I think if I were to go back and say the high-level games, I would give Green Bay. Oakland, at a time when Oakland was, you know, people were going, oh, they're ahead of schedule. They're going to press Kansas City a little. But the win at Kansas City is the one I point back to for Green Bay. And the problem with that now, one, though, is Matt Moore was playing instead of... Right, uh, Matt, Matt right. Moore instead of Patrick Mahomes. But 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 still, the way that they went and played, and you know the environment in Kansas City. Oh, it's I thought that was big. And Aaron, and Aaron Jones played really well for Green Bay that night, catching the ball. I think he was like 159 yards receiving that night. So those are the ones that I would look at as their most high-end performances. But I think all in all, the way they have won this year, to me their formula is winning in the red zone because they score at a very high rate in terms of touchdowns and on defense, they're limiting you to more field goals. Like, you know, the touchdown rate is what they count in the NFL going into Sunday. It was 50% on defense, which is really good. It was tied for sixth in the league. And I think they were like second or third in the league in, in, in offense in terms of like 68%. They scored touchdowns. That's been their formula and how they've won, but they do feel like they've left a little bit out there each and every week. So you have called, even though you're going to be at Rams 49ers, which is a big game in its own right, but you have called a lot, I believe, of Eagles and Cowboy games. You're familiar with those two teams. The storyline leading into this week is going to be who's going to win the NFC East. Who do you make as the favorite? What do you expect to see in that game this weekend? Well, the problem is if we could bottle the best performance, like we were just talking about best performances, Yeah, I I would take Dallas even on the road in Philadelphia. But when have we gotten any consistency out of either one of them? And we really haven't. You know, yeah. we've kind of gotten here, still can't figure out quite how. And for Philadelphia, those receivers that they're playing with, they had no idea that these guys would be playing for them at this time of year when the season began. You know, Greg Ward off the practice squad, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is a second-round pick, but they thought they'd be able to almost redshirt him this year. And right on down the line, you're not exactly throwing to the, the, the top quality receiver they thought, which puts more emphasis on Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. And for Dallas, if they're going to bring that game with them we saw on Sunday against the Rams, well, they should be the favorite in this game, even on the road. But can we really say that we're going to see that from them? We can't, because that was the first team that they beat all year long that was above 500. Let's just see how this thing plays out. I'm going to carefully say Dallas. But it's careful because I just don't know how this thing's going to go. Did it surprise you the way that the Texans Titans game went down in Nashville on Sunday? It did because I thought that the way the Titans were playing, they had formed, they, they had hit their identity, hit their formula, and I thought Derrick Henry would be able to control things. The interesting part, and in, always with Houston, is what do you do with Deshaun Watson? 
You know, when he's at top level and he's doing things and you can't corral him, that's going to be a problem. But I was surprised that Tennessee had to come from off the pace to make it the game that they did, and that made things a little bit difficult for them. That was, that was my surprise. At home, second year in a row, Clay, really, because remember last week, week 17 was the Colts, and they couldn't solve them to get into the playoffs. This doesn't mean they don't get in, but their road gets a lot tougher now, and you can't ask for a better opportunity than to be at home and control things. And here comes Houston. And look, has Houston been exactly consistent this year? Beat New England, get whacked by Denver. It's a weird division, isn't it? And I just thought Tennessee had a chance to take charge on this one. Is it crazy of me to think that the division may have been decided on that tip ball? Uh, and I know there was yeah. no score in the second quarter, and the, the Titans have a first and goal at the five. And I'm sure Arthur Smith went yep. back and he's looking at that film, the offensive coordinator for the Titans, and he's like, I got an absolute horse in my backfield in Derrick Henry. Maybe I should have just run him there and seen what happened. But instead, the play looked like it was working pretty well. Tight end gets the ball hit. And it's not just that the ball gets dislodged. The ball gets dislodged into <laughs> a uh, into someone's you know lap. And then it's a 90-yard interception return. It was a 14-point swing there. And I really think that might be the deciding factor in the division this year. Right now, isn't Tennessee wishing the ball were shaped like a basketball <laughs> and not a football? And all you yeah. to say that is how many times have we seen, what is it called, an oblate spheroid? Sounds really funny for people. And it's Anthony Ferkser, who's a pretty dependable guy. You yeah. know, you just don't expect this to happen. And, for it to, and as you said, for it to bounce and go in the direction, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's kind of like if we were to ask Jimmy Johnson to this day, First and goal, were they on the five-yard line, Penn State, Miami, in that Titanic game in the Fiesta Bowl? Yep. And he doesn't hand it to Alonzo Highsmith. They throw it with Vinny Testaverde, and he throws his fifth pick of the night, Pete Giftopoulos. I think to this day, like every time I see Alonzo Highsmith, he just looks at me and goes, I'm not going to score from the five? Really? (laughs) Same thing, by the way. Don't want to don't want to trigger any uh, Seahawks fans out there, but I think Pete Carroll still thinks it. With uh, he's got you know an incredible Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, and uh, and they decide to throw it, and Malcolm Butler, who ended up making a big uh, big salary yeah. contract, I think, right with the Titans, yeah, he's sure out did. for the season, but he's an unknown guy at that point, and he steps in and picks off the pass, and and Tom Brady's got another Super Bowl. And we were all there, and we all knew that they had trouble running it at different times. But sometimes you just got to throw that stuff out the window. And they had the momentum. He was just coming off a big run that got it to the one. Yeah. You know, it's almost one of those ones, Clay, that you say, why do you even go huddle? Right? You just yeah. line back up and stick it in his chest again and keep a momentum play going. And sure, hindsight's twenty twenty, But the shock that day, it wasn't just at the stadium, was it? Like, if we could have taken a snapshot around the, around the country and world when that ball went in the air and got picked – and everyone's immediate second thought, because the first one was watching the play, right? The second thought was, why didn't they run Marshawn Lynch? Like, everyone thought the exact same thing. You'll never be able to convince anyone it was the right call. I understand that. Buffalo Bills haven't had a 10-win season in 20 years, Charles, which is crazy. Uh, a lot of people out there, sense. yeah, a lot of people out there. By the way, also thinking, I can't believe it's been 20 years since 1999. So uh, there are a lot of people out there starting off their morning like, thanks, Clay. Uh, but how much enjoyment? I'm sure you saw some of the reaction of the Buffalo Bills faithful and how excited they were to welcome that team back as they got yeah. to 10 and four. Uh, what do you think about uh, about the Bills being back officially in the playoffs with a couple of weeks to go? 
Oh, I, I love it. I think it's one of the great stories in the NFL. You have to have these, Clay, to keep things moving around a little bit. This is the type of thing that somewhere Pete Rozelle, the former commissioner, has a smile on his face because this is what he envisioned because he was big on the P word, which was parody. Yep. And we have the league kind of set up for parody each and every year. Some teams have broken the curve, like, you know, New England, obviously. Green Bay most years, right? You can go right down the line to teams that perennially make it. But for the most part, we're trading out four to five teams every year that changes playoff teams. And now that the Bills are back in for the second time in three years and playing at such a high level, I think everyone's excited about that. Because look at their back-to-back weeks. Thanksgiving Day at Dallas. Now, you can say what you want about Dallas. When you go on the road on Thanksgiving Day and beat Dallas, that's worth as much as beating a real true contender, isn't it, Clay? Because the whole country locks in on Dallas. Then to go the very next week on the road on a Sunday night and beat Pittsburgh, I don't care if they're third or fourth quarterback, to beat Pittsburgh on the road on a Sunday night game, I think they've proven proven their bona fides. And the Bills Mafia, as they like to call it, have you seen social media, Clay, how many people have locked in on this? Not just fans, but the ex-players. You know, Cornelius Biscuit Bennett, I saw him, the Bills, back in the playoffs. Once you're a Bill up there and become part of that, you stay that forever. It's a big deal. It's almost like a college tradition there. We're talking to Charles Davis at CFD22. Joins us every single Tuesday during the NFL season. Uh, okay, I asked you who I thought you were you you'd pick uh, in the Cowboy and the Eagle game, which is the big drama in the NFC playoff race. Who would you pick? It looks like looks like it's going to come down. I know there's still some crazy scenarios out there, but it looks like it's going to yeah. come down between the Steelers and the Titans. Who would you like down the stretch to be more likely to be able to get to ten and six or nine and seven? Who do you think is the final playoff team? I, I lean towards Tennessee because I just think, as you pointed out, that was one crazy play away with with Houston. I still feel like their formula, they've locked in on it, running it, Tannehill throwing it very well right now, and I think they've got a defense that travels. Now, does Pittsburgh have a defense? Obviously they do. But Devlin Hodges is their quarterback. I like Tannehill over Devlin Hodges. That's why I kind of give them a little bit of the edge. Um, and, and the last couple of questions here for you. We're talking to Charles Davis again at CFD 22. You are on the road calling the Rams 49ers game. That's a big game for the 49ers yeah. who went from the one seed to the five seed. Now, if you're a 49er fan, the positive is if you win out, you will still be the no- overall number one seed in the NFC thanks to some of those big wins we mentioned earlier when we were talking. What do you expect to see in Rams 49ers, particularly because the Rams looked really bad against the Cowboys? 49ers, this is a must-win game. What happens? Yeah, the Rams, you know, they have a scintilla of opportunity to still get in, right? Yeah. So they'll play into that a little bit. The biggest thing they're playing is pride because it's not just the fact that the Cowboys rolled them and pretty much eliminated them. Earlier this year, San Francisco went to L.A. and stomped them. I mean, Jared Goff didn't throw for 100 yards in that game. Right. Todd Gurley didn't play in that game, and the crowd was filled with red and gold. <laughs> so that, that, that you, you add that to it. The thing that they, the Rams have going for them, carry your pride with you, carry a good team with you when they're on top of their game because, look, they came in. We all thought they were going to beat Dallas in Dallas. So that's a good thing. The tough part for them is how healthy will the 49ers become Saturday? Because Richard Sherman expects to play this time. He didn't play this week. They had, what, five, six starters didn't play against Atlanta? They think yeah, they'll I think... get a good number of them back, and they have so much to play for down the stretch, as you point out. They win these two, beat Seattle and Seattle to finish it off. 
they win the division, they, they, they get the number two seed, I believe, or the number one, and off they go. Charles Davis, outstanding as always. We'll talk to you again soon, my man. Enjoy the game this weekend between the Rams and the 49ers. I look forward to it. You take care of yourself, Clay. We'll talk to you soon. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestine test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Look, there are a lot of moving parts uh, in terms of where teams could be seated in the NFL playoff race this year. But in general, It appears that the NFC and the AFC race, barring complete insanity, 
are down to one real team being left out and one last team getting in. And so I thought this would be kind of an interesting uh, discussion point. In the NFC, it's not very complicated. If the Vikings can win one of their final two games, and they're both at home, and they should be able to do it, they're both division games, but if the Vikings can win one of their final two games, then we know which five teams will be in, and the only uncertainty is what happens this weekend. And by the way, I don't think the the Rams are going to be able to to win their last two anyway, but the Rams are hanging on by their fingertips to the idea that they're going to be in the postseason in any way. So we feel pretty good about five teams in the NFC that are going to be in. We're not exactly sure how the seeding is going to go. And certainly and memorably, if you're a 49er fan, you know that better than anybody because you went from a one seed to a five seed on the basis of one play with Julio Jones getting into the end zone. But we know that these five teams are in, barring craziness in the NFC. We know that the Seahawks are in, and so are the 49ers. We know that the... uh, that the Packers are in, we know that the uh, that the Vikings are in. I feel pretty good about all of those teams being in. Again, many of them have already clinched spots. We don't know exactly where they're going to be. And again, those teams that we feel pretty good about, I think I left the Saints out. We feel pretty good about the Saints. All of that, right? They've already won the NFC South. We know that they're going to be hosting a home playoff game. It's just a question of where exactly, okay? The only one we don't know is the NFC East. And the Cowboys are right now around two and a half or three point favorites in that NFC East uh, matchup, okay? So we have to pay some attention to that. We're not sure exactly how that will shake out. Uh, but other than other than that matchup in the NFC, we know exactly what's going to happen with all of them, right? Every single one of them is already set in stone. Zero issues to be concerned with. Zero major, major concerns, right? So the AFC is also likely not that complicated because we have right now a two-way tie for the final spot in the AFC between the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are in right now, and the Tennessee Titans. And if you look down the pathway of what's to come, if the Titans could beat the Texans and the Colts end up out of the mix, which they are, assuming that that, that, that there's not really any craziness here, then it's pretty much assured that it's going to be a Steelers versus Titans sixth spot in the playoffs. Now, I know the Titans could theoretically still win the AFC South, but let's let's not even consider that. What ends up happening there? Can the Steelers in particular win out? Certainly they can. And if you're a Steeler fan and you're saying, hey, we need to get this sixth playoff spot, how would we get it? Well, it's not that complicated, right? Let me go ahead and give you the five teams that you know are in, right? We know already the Ravens are in. We know the Patriots are in. We feel really, really good about the Texans being in. We know the Chiefs are in, and we know the Bills are in. So the Texans theoretically could fall apart, lose out, lose their last two, and not make the playoffs. But they look like they're in pretty good shape, and they look like a pretty strong favorite to win the AFC South, okay, in general. Uh, But the Titans and the Steelers. Steelers are on the road against the Jets. The Steelers can't score points. The Jets have had such a disappointing season. They were awful in getting whipped by the Ravens. 
Can the Jets bounce back and get a decent win down the stretch? They've beaten bad teams. Could they beat a decent one? And then what's going to happen in Week 17 in the AFC because the Ravens, if they beat the Browns this weekend, clinch the overall number one seed. I can't imagine that John Harbaugh is going to put Lamar Jackson in harm's way in any way in a game against the Steelers, given how good that Steeler defense is. Because if Lamar Jackson got hurt after you'd already clinched the number one seed, it would be an all-time dumb coaching move. Similarly, if the Texans beat the Bucks this weekend, the Texans win the AFC South, and I can't imagine that you want to play Deshaun Watson either. So there's a possibility in week 17 of the NFL that the final spot in the AFC is going to come down to the Ravens resting their starters against the Steelers and the Texans resting their starters against the Titans with the possibility of the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs being decided along that way there's the roadmap if you're out there and you're trying to figure out okay who's actually in play here the nfc east game between the cowboys and the eagles likely to decide the final playoff team there and the steelers and the titans coming down the stretch the final playoff team may be decided by whether either the ravens or the texans need to play their starters Uh, although We will see what happens for both those teams. The Titans are hosting the Saints, obviously a huge game, and the uh, Jets are hosting the Steelers in what isn't a huge game at all, but could be a big one for Sam Darnold and for Adam Gase in terms of trying to demonstrate that down the stretch run of the season, they weren't a complete disaster. All right, when we come back, hour two, we're going to talk about Urban Meyer. I know Urban Meyer has said that he doesn't believe that he's going to be coaching again. I want to repeat that because some people are going to tweet me, Urban Meyer says he doesn't want to coach again. The number one way to drive up your cost is by saying that you don't want to do something. That's negotiation 101. So Urban Meyer saying, I think I'm done coaching is great until he gets offered $10 million a year by the Redskins or the Cowboys. What do we think about Urban Meyer being in Dan Snyder's owner's box? We will talk about that next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I love the game that Urban Meyer is playing right now. I'm not going to lie. All right, we have got uncertainty in Dallas as the game against the... Philadelphia Eagles inches closer and closer. Whoever wins the Cowboys game uh, against the Eagles is going to win the NFC East, barring some sort of cataclysmic result in the final week of the regular season. This is everything for the NFC East. It's a default playoff game. Jerry Jones is unhappy with his head coach, Jason Garrett. It seems quite clear that Jason Garrett is not going to be back. Into that void has swept the rumor mill surrounding Urban Meyer. Now, this is an interesting angle because Urban Meyer's had some success on television as part of the new Big Noon kickoff show, and I'm sure he's making a couple million dollars a year, and it's an easy gig, but I was wrong on this. I thought Urban Meyer's move in deciding to slide in to that show in L.A. on the Fox Studios lot, where I am working, by the way, all week out here for Lock It In, marketing, and everything else, television show. 
I thought when Urban Meyer made the decision that he was going to be on this Fox studio lot doing his show at the intersection of Pico and Motor in West LA, I thought it was a clear attempt to let it be known that as he was sitting there alongside of USC Heisman Trophy winners Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert, and SC was struggling during the season, every time they would go to halftime during an SC game, there would be Urban Meyer waving and USC Trojan fans would be thinking, there he is, our salvation, let's bring him to USC and let him do for SC what he did for Florida, what he did for Ohio State, win a national championship, and bring us back to the glory days. That's really what I thought Urban Meyer had in mind. And maybe he did. What's interesting here is there are reports that Urban Meyer's background, maybe particularly at SC, because of all the scandals that are going on at SC right now, the admission scandal, the uh, the improper behavior of, uh, of medical deans and everything else. There's a bevy of scandals right now that are still playing themselves out at SC that maybe they thought we don't need necessarily a scandal-ridden head coach to take over, and maybe SC didn't pursue him as aggressively as Urban Meyer wanted. Maybe they didn't offer him full power and control like a coach such as Urban Meyer would want. I can certainly understand how that could happen. And also that leak comes out and it says, you know what, maybe there's some concern about Urban Meyer's background in college. Given the way that he left Ohio State, maybe colleges aren't as interested in him as we thought. That had to hit Urban Meyer's ego in a big way if that is true. Okay, And let's not underrate the egos that college football coaches in general have because they are effectively dictators on their college campus. There are very few jobs that exist in America today where you can be in total control of everything and everyone surrounding you, like college football head coach. Now, certainly there are critics. There is an uneasy, as Shakespeare said, uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. There's no doubt that when you are the head of a college football program, there are a lot of people constantly gunning for you, both rivals and external forces because you're responsible for all your players because there's all its different sorts of shady shenanigans going on in college athletics everywhere when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to player behavior, when it comes to so many different levels of that universe that we find ourselves in. So maybe Urban Meyer is not the ideal choice to replace, but in college right now, the guy has an ego unlike any we've ever seen. Way up there. Nick Saban's the same way. I'm sure Dabo Sweeney, who constantly now is carping about how his team doesn't get enough respect. All of these guys are like high-end politicians. It's interesting. When you become so successful that there's a cottage industry of people following you around just it's trying to solve every single issue that exists in your life, you sort of lose touch on reality. And that's the way a lot of politicians become as they become more successful. They got this whole coterie of aides, you know, they're constantly following them around. If you're in Iowa right now and you need a bottle of water, there's like 50 different interns who will do backflips to make sure that they can get the bottle of water to you as fast as possible. That's what being a college football coach is like right now. So Urban Meyer does television for a year. He doesn't get as much interest as maybe he would have preferred in the college ranks maybe they aren't willing to give him total control not giving him total power so what does urban meyer do this past weekend 
He sits in Dan Snyder's owner's box and watches Dwayne Haskins play in that game against the Eagles. This is such a power move by Urban Meyer. I just have to step back and applaud him. The Washington Redskins don't have a head coach. Dan Snyder is among the most reviled in the entirety of the NFL owners. Dan Snyder has tried over and over and over again to go buy superstars, whether it's head coaches or players, to bring in around him to help to diffuse the criticism that he faces. Remember, he brought in Steve Spurrier instead to Steve Spurrier. Take over the Redskins. You got this, my man, with the idea that Spurrier was going to be able to bring his offense to the NFL and that it was going to work flawlessly. Of course, it didn't because Steve Spurrier didn't really translate that well to the NFL, and it was a failure from the get-go. But the initial hosannas, the initial praise that rained down upon Dan Snyder for being able to pry Steve Spurrier away from the Florida Gators and bring him into the NFL was probably among the greatest praise Dan Snyder has gotten in his career. Similar to the praise, by the way, that he got for getting RG3 before RG3 fell apart and Deion Sanders late in his career. The Redskins, whether it's Albert Hainsworth, whether it is uh, whether it is now Adrian Peterson, consistently overpay for older players, Alex Smith, and as a result, the results of their franchise tend to be relatively minimally awful, right? And and look, I say this as a guy. Not minimally awful, maximally awful. I say this to a guy who went to college in Washington, D.C. I know how much the Washington, D.C. area and region loves the Redskins. But look at what's happened in D.C. The Capitals have won a Stanley Cup. The Washington Nationals, the Wobegon Nationals, have won a World Series. In MLS, D.C. United has been really, really good over the years. And the team that has consistently failed is the most beloved. We're not even going to talk about the Wizards. The Wizards are a joke. But the team that has consistently failed is the apple of the D.C. sporting public's eye. The Washington Redskins. So Urban Meyer gets in Dan Snyder's ownership box. As the rumors are percolating that Urban Meyer might be the Dallas Cowboy head coach, what's the best way to maximize your leverage? Get two billionaires who desperately need you to give a stamp of approval onto their franchise to end the criticism that they are under jerry jones and dan snyder see urban meyer as their lifeboat they see him as their life jacket they see him as the opportunity for them to escape the titanic and suddenly step right on to another better vessel and that vessel is the urban meyer the ss urban meyer They want Urban Meyer to cleanse all that they have wrought that has been problematic for those franchises over the years. Jason Garrett, not a big-name coach, never has been a big-name coach. Boom, you replace him with Urban Meyer. It's If the Dallas Cowboys do it, it's Jerry Jones going back in time and going and getting his own Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, one of four guys to win a Super Bowl and a national title. Jimmy Johnson... Barry Switzer, Pete Carroll, three guys, sorry, and the fourth guy, Urban Meyer, it has to appeal to his ego. But Jerry Jones, in theory, could go back in time, go grab another college coach. Oh, what do you know? 
Guess who won Super Bowls for Jerry Jones? Two different national championship winning college coaches. Urban Meyer could be the next guy. Well, Dan Snyder sees that, and he thinks to himself, wait a minute, we already invested in Dwayne Haskins. He was Urban Meyer's quarterback last year. If Jerry Jones is going to be hiring this guy, what in the world am I going to do with my head coach? I need somebody good to help to replace the stink that has surrounded the Washington Redskins franchise for so long. Is there anything better than being able to bring in Urban Meyer, treating him out, trotting him out in front of all the media, and letting Urban be the salvation for the Redskin franchise? Letting him help to erase the stench that has followed so many of Dan Snyder's decisions. And for Urban Meyer, how brilliant is this? You get two billionaires bidding against each other. There's no better place to be other than being a billionaire yourself than when two billionaires decide they want to employ you because money isn't an object. You know, it's always kind of interesting when they put high-priced art for sale. You ever watch an auction when they roll out some of this, like Salvatore Monday, I think. You can Google it. Most expensive piece of artwork that has ever sold. Uh, And it sold, I want to pull up the dollar figure. I want to make sure I get this right. The Salvatore Monday sold to the Middle East to, I think, the the head of uh, Saudi Arabia, this uh, Mohammed bin Salman, I believe is his name. And the Salvatore Monday was a painting that is being, uh, that has been attributed to Leonardo da Vinci, came out around 1500. It went for auction and it sold for $450 million in November of 2017. All right, I want to repeat that to you. It sold for $450 billion. And the, uh, the report is that the Saudi Arabian crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, was the one who bought it. Now, they don't really know exactly where this painting is now. Why do you spend $450 million on a painting? Because you can. Why do you go get a coach that everybody else wants? Because you can. Franchises, in some sense of the word, sports franchises in our country, are like portraits that billionaires hang on their walls. Not because they're the best way they could possibly spend their money, but because they aren't. They want you to know that they have the money to buy Salvatore Mundi for $450 million and hang on the wall this Leonardo da Vinci painting. Urban Meyer is the NFL's version of that painting right now. And he has got Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones both sitting there with paddles holding them up in the air like it's an auction. Urban Meyer is that painting that can help to signify for both the Redskins and the Cowboys that their owners are in touch and in tune with the fan bases and that they have a plan to solve the problem that is directly in front of their franchise. And Urban Meyer knows this, which is why he was in that box watching Dwayne Haskins on uh, Sunday. Also, I think Dan Snyder hates to admit when he's made mistakes. If you look at his history as an owner... He hates to admit when he's made mistakes, and he doesn't want to acknowledge 
that they made a mistake in drafting Dwayne Haskins. He wants to find a coach that can make Dwayne Haskins look like a great pick. Who better than Urban Meyer? And let's go back to Urban Meyer's ego. He wants these billionaires both bidding for his services, but also his ego has to have taken a hit. Ohio State was better without him this year. The most impressive job in uh, Ohio State's recent history as a performance on both the offensive and the defensive sides of the ball came without Urban Meyer and Greg Schiano. That team with Ryan Day as the head coach was better than the team's with Urban Meyer, with the exception of 2014, when I think Urban Meyer did one of his best coaching jobs ever. Look, I mean, you can criticize Urban Meyer for a lot, and certainly I have on this show. The guy's a phenomenal coach. The guy is a phenomenal coach. He won a national championship with Chris freaking Leak at Florida, and Tim Tebow spelling him as a freshman, and he also won a championship with his third-string quarterback in Cardell Jones. That is a phenomenal job of coaching that Urban Meyer did on his first Florida Gator championship and his only championship at Ohio State. And if you're Urban Meyer and your health has been an issue, couldn't it make sense to be in the NFL instead of college because you don't have to maniacally recruit all the time? Because you aren't responsible and at the beck and call and behest of every 16 and 17 and 18-year-old kid who you got to be texting emoticons with all day long that can't be something that most coaches enjoy remotely and for urban meyer this would make it all about football and he could follow the pete carroll model pete carroll left sc in scandal and went to the seattle seahawks and now he has re-established himself as one of the greatest football coaches of all time because he's one of three guys who has ever won a super bowl and a national championship pete carroll most recently barry switzer and Jimmy Jones, Jimmy Johnson. The same thing could happen with Urban Meyer. I think it has a lot of appeal. Think about Urban Meyer as that portrait up on the wall for both the Redskins and for the Dallas Cowboys. Who's going to get him? This is going to be a fun story. I hope the Cowboys get him because it would just be so much entertainment. But I think this is a story that we are going to be following throughout the offseason. And you have to say that Dan Snyder has the advantage because he can pull the trigger and hire a new coach faster. Because Jerry Jones got to wait and see what's going to happen in this game against the Eagles. He's got to wait and see what's going to happen for the rest of the year before he can go and hire a new head coach. Pay attention to it. When we come back, there's insanity, absolute insanity, in the uh, in the universe of Army-Navy where somebody tried to play the circle game uh, and they have decided they need to investigate them. Really, this happened. We're going to talk about it. Uh, and also, Colin Kaepernick has shoes coming out. And they are a complete and total social justice warrior, hypocritical joke. We'll talk about those as well. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shift fast 
boost and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're just talking about Urban Meyer, Redskins, Cowboys, where he might end up. Got to talk to you about this. And I I struggle with stories like these. I'm going to talk about... um, Colin Kaepernick here and the new shoes that he's got. And then I'm going to talk about this Army-Navy controversy to finish off hour two. And it's interesting. People say, why do you give stories like these oxygen? And it's an interesting question, and it's a good, I think, criticism. And I consciously think about decisions such as these when I try to decide what I'm going to talk about. And our audience has gotten so big on this show and without kick in general, and everything that we do, that we get a lot of attention, right? What we say on Outkick gets attention on the radio program. Certainly what I say on television every day with Lock It In, Twitter feeds, Periscope, Facebook, the website. Outkick creates a lot of content on a daily basis. And so get a lot of attention. And sometimes I wonder, as our attention has grown, 
am I sometimes aiding in the spread of stories that otherwise wouldn't get as much attention? And and I, I think and struggle with that a lot. And in fact, if you follow me on Twitter, and if you don't, what are you doing with your life? I'm at Clay Travis there. You'll notice that a lot of times now when these crazy stories come out that seem manufactured, that I'll do something a little bit unique with them. I will just grab the, the, the screenshot and I'll tweet out the screenshot because I don't want to give my audience the links like I don't want the clicks going through to those websites because I think it rewards them for stupidity and this is the way I think about the Colin Kaepernick Nike uh, relationship in general you can say well you shouldn't talk about it and if you don't know uh, the news went out that he's going to have a new shoe and the shoe has like Colin Kaepernick's face on it on the back heel and then it has the date that he initially kneeled on uh, the bottom of the shoe Uh, And this is, I think, where people need to be smart and actually hold big business accountable. Here's what I mean with this. Colin Kaepernick claims that he cares about equality, yet his shoes are being made by effectively slave labor in Asia. And they are going to be brought over to America and they are going to be sold primarily to parents and young adults who don't have substantial sums of money and that money is going to go to Colin Kaepernick and here is my criticism in general of the woke universe that Nike has tried to embrace here and sell to the public first of all it's total BS right it's the height of hypocrisy for LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick to sell us equality sneakers when the people who make those sneakers are being treated like virtual slaves in Asia. You claim that you care about brown people, right? You claim that you care about minorities. That's what Colin Kaepernick said. You know, there's brown people being shot in America, uh, black and brown people being shot in America, and people are being treated unequally. If that's truly the case, do you not care about minorities in other countries? Because the people who make your shoes in Asia are going to be working for months, unable to be able to afford the shoes, the equality shoes that you are selling to a gullible and stupid American public. All right, that's the first part here. The second part here is, if you are truly powerful, and if you truly care about disadvantaged communities in America, why would you not insist that your shoes be made in America? I mean, this is an interesting question. And nobody ever pushes these athletes who want to be super woke on this question. If you truly care about minority issues in the country, and if you truly care about disadvantaged communities, wouldn't it be much better for you to go to Nike and say, Nike, I demand that my shoes be made in America, and I want to employ in underprivileged neighborhoods, I want to open up a factory and I want underprivileged kids who otherwise are having difficulty getting jobs to be paid a living American wage to make my shoes. And I understand that as a result, the profit margin on my shoes will be lower than anticipated, but I am willing to make less money and I'm willing for you, Nike, to make less money in order to send the message that I care about opportunity for kids and other young adults who otherwise might not have an opportunity to get a job in America today. 
That would be something easy for Colin Kaepernick to do, right? would also be something easy for LeBron James to do. Now, of course, LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick have said nothing at all about Nike's relationship with China or the fact that China has concentration camps filled with minorities who have zero rights and are being having their religious uh, rights persecuted, having their human rights persecuted. Nobody ever speaks about that, right? So if you are going to downgrade and denigrate America for our failings, shouldn't you have to be held accountable for the fact that your shoes are being made, that you're trying to sell as woke capitalism, that your shoes are being manufactured by virtual slave labor Nike employees in foreign countries, and that the people who are making your shoes are these oppressed individuals that you claim that you're standing up for? Shouldn't Nike and Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James have to answer that clarion bell of hypocrisy for the decisions that they are making there? You are Think about what you're doing here. You are selling equality in America and making as much money off of it as you possibly can based on the degradation of minorities in other parts of the globe who are not being paid sufficiently to create your shoes. And it could easily be. You can't tell me that LeBron James in particular is not powerful enough to say to Nike, you know what, I want to sell these shoes in America. If we're going to sell my shoes for $200 by the time tax gets factored in, and I'm going to be asking parents and all sorts of people out there who don't make very much money to be ponying up $200 for shoes, why can't we make those shoes in America? If we're going to ask Americans to buy them, and we're going to ask hardworking moms and dads out there for Christmas to go out and spend a ton of their money on these products, why can't we at least have American jobs that we are creating in the process for people in disadvantaged communities who otherwise are not going to potentially be able to do anything for Christmas because they're unable to make a living wage in this country. Those are real questions. Those are real conversations that we should be having. And I want to ask you this question. How many other people on National Sports Talk Radio are even going to bring this up? None, probably is the answer. How many people are going to go on their shows and praise Colin Kaepernick and praise Nike and everything else. See, this was the whole thing with the the workout, why it was such a sham. Colin Kaepernick didn't want to get a job because if he gets a job, then his shoes don't sell as well. This was the big sham of the workout. You know, Colin Kaepernick showed up with his own film crew at his workout. Can you imagine showing up for your own for an interview for a job you really want with a reality show film crew in tow with you? Would you hire somebody to be your backup quarterback or to work at your place of business if you interviewed them and they changed the location of where the interview was going to take place and then they showed up with an entire film crew so they could make a commercial about how much you hate them and how they're unemployed? Like Colin Kaepernick, to his credit, has recognized that the minute he becomes employed to play football, he has no value anymore to anyone. Just disappears. Because backup quarterbacks, by and large, are seen and not heard. They're on the sideline. They never talk to the media. They very rarely say anything unless the starting quarterback gets hurt. And that's the story of Colin Kaepernick. 
this guy has managed to profit off of being the biggest hypocrite in the world of sports. And almost no one has been able to call him or willing to call him on that hypocrisy. This is one reason why, by the way, our show is dominating in the ratings. Because I think there's such a demand for reasonable, honest conversations. And so much of what you're being sold on a day-to-day basis is total BS. But I want you to just think about that. If you care so desperately about equality, why don't you demand that your shoes be made in America and that people who are unequal right now get the opportunity to be pulled up into a higher realm of equality by having a job that pays them decently? And can you not imagine the ridiculous hypocrisy of Colin Kaepernick claiming that he cares about black and brown underprivileged individuals in America and then making a mint millions of dollars a year off virtual slave labor? You know, Colin Kaepernick showed up in that Kunta Kente t-shirt at his workout. And the irony about that t-shirt was Colin Kaepernick is the slave master. Kunta Kinte was the slave. Colin Kaepernick is the slave master. He's sitting up on the plantation balcony, sipping iced tea, while out in the field, all of the virtual slave laborers are creating his tennis shoe. The irony is he's trying to sell to us that he is Kunta Kinte, right? Oh, I am this impoverished slave who's being unfairly treated. That's not true. You are the slave master in this scenario. You are making money off virtual slave labor without working yourself. You are profiting off the very system that you are trying to sell to everyone is broken. You are the bad guy in this scenario, not the hero. It's fascinating. Almost nobody else will even point this out. I hope you at least think about it as you contemplate the way that you are being sold an artificial bill of goods through what I would call woke capitalism. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. When we come back, Army-Navy, another scandal, another controversy, more BS. I'll tell you about it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped Fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. I just teed off on Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James and for what I would say their woke capitalism is and how much of a failure it is that in America today this is getting sold and most people are not even recognizing it. Uh, But I also get driven insane at times by stupidity. And uh, and look, there are a lot of dumb people on social media. This is no great shakes that I'm somehow redefining the universe by telling you this. You know it. And you also know that roughly 2% of the American population sends around 90% of all tweets. So we're judging American opinion very often on social media by a tiny scintilla of the overall population, right? And that that population skews way left-wing and socialistic and way outside the bounds of reasonable, normal people. And again, that's why this show has had so much success, is because I think on a daily basis in all 50 states, we speak to reasonable, normal people. And so the reaction to this Army-Navy situation is not normal, all right? Let me, if you don't know about this, again, I talked about how sometimes I kind of question whether or not to give oxygen to stories like these, but I think it's important because I'm the only person who will talk about what BS a story like this is. So if you're watching College Game Day, uh, behind Reese Davis during the program, there are a lot of uh, cadets, right, who are 
trying to get on television. And they're putting up, holding up signs like is typical with game day. And during the course of the pregame, there are some cadets that decide to start playing the circle game. Now, if you're not familiar with the circle game, it's not particularly complicated. Uh, A lot of you played it growing up. It's still being played in schools today. And the concept is, if you make a circle with your index finger and your thumb, and you get somebody to look at it, you get to punch them in the arm. It's a stupid juvenile game that boys have been playing in this country for 50 years. Okay? And there are all sorts of pictures out there of people of all different races playing the circle game, like where you say, hey, what's up? And you show them the circle, and they see it, and you get to punch them in the arm. So that is what regularly still happens. Along the same time, there has been a hoax on the internet that the circle, the OK gesture, is actually a white power sign. That the W and the three fingers and the circle is a P and it stands for white power. And this came out of 4chan on the internet and it was designed to ridicule America's obsession in this day and age with calling every single thing that goes on racist. So these merry pranksters on 4chan, they said, hey, what if we make the OK sign into a racist gesture? And it's a total prank that has started to get some attention on uh, in the in the world. Let me just start here. We can't cancel things that have been in existence for a long time and everybody's fine with. Their point here is to satirize the stupidity of American life. In other words, there are racists out there. There's zero doubt, right? Racists drive cars. Racists uh, read on the internet. Racists uh, get married. You can't ban things just because racists do them too. In other words, if I said to you, guess what? Racists are using the word the. It would be ludicrous if I started trying to do my radio show without doing the word the because sometimes racists use them. I think what we need to do is be intelligent and actually ridicule stupid people who are changing the way they behave off of internet pranks. And so these kids at uh, the cadets and the midshipmen were clearly playing the circle game unless you believe that after going through the most difficult admissions process really in the country and after being in the most difficult schools that 99% of you listening right now would not be able to finish that they decided to throw away their entire careers by tossing out white power signs on live television when everybody can see who they are and the entire country can immediately judge them. Will they will be dishonorably court-martialed and discharged from their schools? Will they will never graduate? They'll never be able to serve in the military. You, my friends, are so dumb you should be listening to ESPN Radio in the morning instead of Fox Sports Radio. And by the way, we are kicking their ass so bad that you're not doing that. But if you are that dumb and you believe that legitimately is what's going on, you need to go over to the other place. Because I don't want incredibly stupid people listening to me every morning. I'll give all the stupid people to them, and we'll continue to take away all the smart, reasonable, intelligent people who listen to this show in the morning instead of them. But if you are that dumb, You are looking to be perpetually offended and to be perpetually outraged and to buy into so much of this sham universe that we live in. You bought into Jossie Smollett. You bought into Michael Bennett. You bought into Colin Kaepernick. 
You bought into all uh, to Miles Garrett's fake racism claims. You are buying into things because you want the world to be worse than it actually is. Guess what? America's going pretty damn well right now. Record stock market, record unemployment for the last 50 years, lowering crime rates. Everything is getting better. And I understand that there's a market in selling you things are awful. I ain't in that business. I like to sell the truth. And the truth is this. America has never been better. America has never been safer. America has never been richer. You are enmeshed constantly in negativity. Understand that it's a marketing plan and that the media is trying to sell you a bill of goods like cadets and midshipmen are sending out racist white power signs during the Army-Navy football game. It's absolutely ridiculous to even buy into that at all. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Petros Papadakis joining us now at the Old P on Twitter, AM570 LA Sports. Petros Papadakis, what did you think of the uh, of the performance of the state of California on Sunday? Kind of a big offer, right, for for L.A. and for uh, the Bay Area. Not a good weekend of NFL action. Well, you, you can't really. Like, there's a lot of 49er fans here in Los Angeles, but I, I'm from L.A. I don't care what happens with the 49ers. Like, there's nobody in town that I know that really cares what happens with the 49ers. So I'm not going to wear that 49er L. Yeah. Is that fair? That's fair. But everybody right, else, so. it, what did you think about the Raiders? Kind of, you, you grew up in L.A., and a lot of L.A. people are still Raider fans. What did you think about the way they finished it off by managing to lose up there in the Coliseum to an awful Jacksonville Jaguar team at the last possible second? That was a kind of kind of felt like a good metaphor for the Raiders in general, didn't it? Well, even when it's your job, right, to play football, when it slipped away and you're really playing for your own tape, it's it's kind of, well, likely that this sort of thing will happen. You're susceptible to this kind of thing, which is blowing a game. Obviously, it's kind of a weird emotional situation up in Oakland. But those people have had their hearts cut out uh, a couple times. You know, the Raiders left Oakland earlier and then came down here to Los Angeles where they were quite popular and and now back up to Oakland and that really, and I'm not a guy that likes to make fun of stadiums because they're all very unique in their own way and they all have a, a story and they all have their own set of circumstances, but uh, the Oakland Stadium is is a sewer, literally. Like the toilets <laughs> explode every single year, and uh, the A's still play there, and it's just a terrible place. And the owner doesn't have enough money, much like the Chargers situation, right? The owner doesn't have enough money to build his own stadium, which is kind of the key to getting a new stadium built. We finally figured out in the state of California in 2019, or, or the the 21st century so you know i get it i think those fans will still love the raiders the la fans still love the raiders they'll be wildly successful 
as an attraction in Las Vegas. I think you, especially with your gambling TV show, uh, believe that. Yep. And uh, I think it's okay. You know, I think I think it's okay to leave Oakland. It's sad for a, a, a very small sect of people that go to those games. But beyond that, I think their fandom will thrive and it will continue to nationally uh, out in Las Vegas. Now, who are they on the field? You know, I'll be interested to see what year three looks like under John Gruden. I don't think they like Derek Carr very much, and, and they might have to move on from that. The Chargers played horribly, right? Turned it over seven times yes. against Minnesota. And then the Rams haven't been consistent all year. I don't know why anybody's surprised with, with any of it. Do you think the uh, like so the new stadium opening up? We've talked about this some, but you, you mentioned how bad the Chargers are and the fact that the Vikings came into L.A. and they took over that stadium. If you were advising the Chargers with Philip Rivers and the way he's playing, it's so hard to cut through the noise, right? We talk a lot about this on the show, and L.A. I think is a unique market because there are so many different things going on that you have to cut through the noise with excellence, right? Like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, and uh, and Paul George are excellent at basketball. The Dodgers have been excellent at baseball. Even Mike Trout is excellent down in Orange County, and it's hard for him to cut through the noise. What would you tell the Chargers they need to do as clearly, I think, the number two franchise in L.A. now with, frankly, the Raiders in Vegas, which almost at times feels like a suburb. Uh, granted, it's a ways away, but like a, a little bit of like a satellite of the uh, Southern California area. So I think that will cut into them a little bit as well. What do the Chargers need to do to matter? Well, <clears throat> number one, uh, I think the Raiders are the number one franchise in L.A. It's not the Rams. Okay. And so, and, and would right you now. agree that that becomes even more of the case with them being in Vegas? Because Vegas feels like a satellite. Do you agree with me that that's in some way like a satellite of Southern California more so than the Bay Area is? Uh, yes, but in the case of the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders are, are going to have their fans here in Los Angeles, and they're never going anyway, and they outnumber the Ram fans, and they yeah. outnumber... Okay, so the Chargers uh, are in the third third spot at best, and that's probably not even fair because there are huge fan bases all over L.A. for transplants, right? No, There's it's two- probably the Niners, as yeah. you mentioned, even though I'm not wearing anybody's L. That you know, they, I, I grew up watching Joe Montana and and Henry, uh, or excuse me, uh, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice carve up my Rams teams with Jim Everett and Henry Ellard, and that's back. You know, when I was a kid in the 80s, I was a Rams fan because John Robinson, who's now on Ed Ogeron's sideline, former USC coach, was the Rams head coach, and he was wildly successful. They just couldn't beat the 49ers. But uh, these days, like as far as the Chargers go, I mean, you have to try, at least try. I mean, first of all, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think you understand how much they're worth in Los Angeles, and yeah. it doesn't really matter. Uh who cares or likes it or not. But they have to give that building a chance. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I think SoFi Stadium is going to be incredible. Uh, I mean, right. based on the, so they the, have the, to give yes. just the fact that, hey, but, we but, play but in you, this building, come watch an NFL game in this building, come watch Minnesota kick our ass yeah. in this building. You know, that was even kind of the case down at Qualcomm in San Diego for years. 
you know, a lot of transplants, of course they'd want to go take that trip and, and enjoy the game down in San Diego. So, you know, they have to depend on that and, and, and try to hope that that is a good thing for them, just as far as a draw, that the building itself would be a draw. But if you're asking me about on the field, you know, philosophically, it just doesn't fit. You know, you have this head coach who's a, a tough uh running back, ex-running back type of guy, running back coach, uh, Anthony Lynn, who wants to play defense and be physical. And then you have Phillip Rivers, who throws interceptions every game, pretty much. Uh, it just doesn't really fit, you know. Uh, you can't absorb those kind of turnovers when you're a, a conservative-style offense. So just philosophically, it doesn't seem to fit. And, and Phillip Rivers, at one point, you know, can't be your starting quarterback anymore. And they probably should have seen that coming a, a year ago. That's where... You know, people in the NFL, and maybe even if they did, what can they do about it, you know, with how successful he's been? But that's kind of like the secret of, of pro scouting at any level is figure out a guy's going to get too old a year before he gets too old. Yeah, Kobe, maybe the Lakers could have uh, had a help with that as well. All right, so uh, <laughs> we're talking to Petros Papadakis at the old P on Twitter. So if you still were advising them, so does that mean that you go into the draft? Because you could theoretically where the Chargers are drafting, Justin Herbert might be there from Oregon. You might have an opportunity to get Tua, uh, depending on how exactly he recovers from his injury. So there's possibilities there as well. Or do you think like, hey, you know, speaking of it, does a guy still have something left? Cam Newton is a big name. He calls himself an icon. He probably would love to play in Los Angeles. Could that make sense? Nah, no. I mean, I don't I don't think so. I think they have to go with the draft and try to excite people because if you draft, let's say you trade or sign Cam Newton uh or or Tom Brady, you know, which people have theoretically about. could be out there as well. Yes. Yeah, and, and Tom Brady, I think, is toast as far as being able to to pick up the, the weights again and do the deadlifts for a whole nother season next year. You know, people get old. It It's just inevitable. Uh, and, and taking those hits every year, I just can't imagine how he's been doing it this long. Uh I think they have to go through the draft because if you bring in and trade people, they're going to expect you to win right away, and you leave yourself even more susceptible to criticism. Uh, you know, it's better to go like the Kyler Murray route, which is, hey, check this guy out, you know. Let's see what he's like in three years. <laughs> Bear with us. You know, going through the draft to get a quarterback always buys you time, and it could buy Rivers a little bit more time if they're not ready to say goodbye to him uh, next year. You know, I'm not super sure how it all moves around contractually like the NFL super highway that it is, but I think Rivers is done, uh, and they're going to deal with it at the end of the season or something. So uh, I, I, I would make a change if I were the Chargers because at some point you've got to rip the Band-Aid off, and seven turnovers is seven turnovers. I mean, this guy is... Uh, is a machine, a vending machine for turning the ball over, which absolutely just destroys you at that level. Really every level, but at the NFL level, it's super hard to overcome. And he's been a great quarterback for a long time. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's certainly in the conversation. 
He's a great competitive guy. He's a wonderful person to be around by all accounts. But it it might be if you've been watching The Watchmen, it's a it's a little bit of a TikTok. I have not been watching The Watchmen, but I heard it's good. It's good, dude. The comic book is good. You have to be kind of familiar with how it works a little bit. Uh, I just finished uh, Succession, which is incredible. Um, yeah, that's a good show too. I like the redhead. Oh yeah, the the the, the humor and the crackhead. Yeah, the humor on it is just so good. Uh, all right, so um, we're talking oh, and about the dumbass husband and his oh, assistant. Oh, Tom. Tom is amazing, and Greg is is incredible. So we were talking about uh, – we've talked about Urban Meyer a lot over the years, but I talked about Urban Meyer in hour two, and people tweet me, and they're like, Urban says he's not going to coach anymore. And, you know, that's the number one way to get more money is to be like, I don't really know if I want to do this. So Urban's in the box for the Washington Redskins game, Dan Snyder's personal owner box. Um, do you think Urban Meyer is done coaching – do you think he has no. any interest in the NFL? No, I don't know him personally. You know, I've only spoken with him uh, on a few occasions, and, and he's always been cool to me. But I think Urban Meyer really likes and is impressed with what Urban Meyer has accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people talk he about it He has an ego, in time. other words. Well, yeah. I mean, and I think, uh, I mean, do you think Nick Saban has an ego? No, that's what I said. You I know? said college coaches, I think in particular, because of the way the world revolves around them, have egos like politicians, right? Because there's all these people like race, racing around trying to make their world as as, as perfect as uh, it can possibly uh, be. More so. I mean, if you're the governor of Ohio and you're sitting in a restaurant with Urban Meyer, who are people walking yeah. up to? Yeah. You know, more so. They're little monarchs in these areas. You know, imagine being Mike Gundy in Stillwater. Yes. You know, it's like being Elvis in Graceland. Yes. So they are, you know, they're they're these little kings. And, uh, you know, being able to manage it and not come off like a full-on douche is not easy. And and a lot of these guys really have it mastered. But the point is, all of these guys have had so much success Obviously, they embrace the challenge of things. You know, I've I don't I don't know his health situation, so I don't know him personally, and I don't know what his family would move him or not move him to do. But you offer a guy ten, twelve million dollars a year to do a job he's been doing since he was a young man at freaking Bowling Green, he's gonna listen. You know. So I never buy it when a guy says he's never going to coach again. I think Gronk's done playing after being knock silly. You know, I'm willing to believe that. But I didn't believe Urban Meyer was done coaching when he left Florida. I don't believe he's done coaching uh, when he left Ohio State. You know, Bob Stoops went down the freak. Do you think Bob Stoops is done coaching? Well, he's you in know, the XFL I, now, but that would have been a funny well, question too. He's not even. Uh, yeah, I, there's no telling. They haven't announced how much he's getting paid, but I think you're right. Well, he I think went it, down the road with SC. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, allegedly. Uh, so you know, I don't think any of these guys are done coaching uh, uh, for ten million dollars a year. I don't think anybody's done coaching. Yeah, I think you you're could right. probably get Schnellenberger back. <laughs> God rest his soul. Uh, for $10 million a year, there's no doubt at all. Uh, appreciate the time, my man. I hope you have a uh, excellent Tuesday, and we'll talk to you. No, we won't talk to you next week because it's Christmas Eve. You bought it. You got all oh, your Christmas shopping done yet? Off? I'm taking Christmas. Are you working on Christmas Eve? 
Oh, Schnellenberger's still alive. Oh, good. But by the way, are you sure. working on Christmas Eve? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. So yeah, no, I'm taking Christmas Eve off. that's what my family celebrates. Uh, but actually, you know what I got to do? I got to do television on Christmas Eve. We don't get Christmas Eve off for television, but I'm taking Christmas Eve off for radio. Well, that's the burden of stardom. Stardom indeed. Low-level, F-list stardom. Uh, appreciate the time, my man. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Yes, sir, Clay. Merry Christmas to you and your family and all your listeners all around the world. Merry Christmas to you as well. It's Petros Papadakis at The Old P. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly 
O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. We've had a loaded show. You just heard from Petros Papadakis. I'd encourage you to go make sure you don't miss anything on the podcast. Uh, podcast continues to zoom around. It's amazing how much interest uh, and downloads we get on a daily basis on that podcast from all over the country. Uh, we here are in the Geico Outkick Studios. I'm out in L.A. this week, so it's a little bit of a zoo. Uh, even normally, uh, this show is a bit of a zoo with the television and, and all the other media responsibilities. But when I'm in L.A., it's a little bit different. Some of you who watch Outkick the show will know that been doing outkick the show which i do on my facebook and periscope show from my hotel room uh during the earlier part of the day uh and i appreciate all of you waking up with us here with the outkick show so we've had a lot of topics we've talked about but i haven't discussed this one yet uh janoris jenkins got in trouble uh for getting on twitter janoris jenkins a really talented defensive back for the Giants and he got in trouble during uh, practice although he said the post went up after practice whatever else for responding to angry fans on Twitter Uh, and uh, fans who were upset about some of the stats that he had shared and he went back and he called those fans a uh, a retard Um, and obviously this is uh, this turned into a big story and the decision was made by the Giants to drop him because he wasn't sufficiently apologetic in the way he responded that controversy emerged and I actually got to say I think this is a bad move by the Giants it's not because in any way I endorse what Janoris Jenkins said but I think this ties in with the way that I finished off our two if you remember me talking about the circle and uh and the way that uh, the way that people responded to the circle game it's like a white power investigation and army navy cadets and midshipmen and it's interesting because I think we have moved from a world where we punish actions to one where we punish words or symbols, right? Um, and, and, and I think this is a fundamental flaw in our society that I want to push back against aggressively. And look, I, I don't. There are lots of things that you guys say every day that I disagree with, and there are a lot of things that I say every day that many of you disagree with because we're all sharing our opinions all day long every day in the marketplace of ideas and sometimes we might speak inelegantly or in a way that doesn't necessarily reflect the best possible viewpoints of ourselves let me give you an example um my buddy jason whitlock said the other day there's a difference between being offensive and being dumb and I think we have lost the distinction between the two. Sometimes people say dumb things, and it's not intended to be in any way offensive. And we take offense so much in this society that I think so much of what we spend our time on is words as opposed to actions. And I'm an actions guy, right? Words, to me, are relatively in the grand scheme of things, not something to get obsessed with. And and maybe this is just the generation that I was raised in. I'm trying to raise my kids the same way. I was raised as a part of the sticks and stones generation. And a lot of you out there listening are going to know exactly what I was talking about. When people said things that I didn't like, my parents said, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And that was not 100% true, 
right? What people say can hurt you. But what we taught kids was you aren't fragile. You need to be tough enough to handle people saying things that you don't like and don't give them the power to own your feelings by reacting too much to what they said to you. And if you are a kid, and I've got kids now, but if you were a kid growing up around my age, that's probably something that you got taught was this idea that you can't allow what people say to you to take over your emotions. You need to have tougher skin. You need to not be thin-skinned. You need to deal with that sticks and stones mantra. And I feel like so much of society now, we sell to our kids the idea of words hurt you. Now look, I didn't think Janoris Jenkins should have said what he did. And I thought his explanation of, well, this is how we talk in my neighborhood doesn't play well. He could have easily apologized. But even absent the apology, I'm not a big fan of empty apologies, right? Where somebody says, I apologize to anybody out there who might have been offended. It's not my goal to avoid offending you, right? If you're upset by something that I said, that's your right. But it's not my responsibility to go out and say, I'm sorry that I offended you. And so in the NFL, where we have got guys who committed actual tangible acts, they beaten women, beaten kids, uh, behaved uh, in an inappropriate manner with drugs and weapons and everything else, and those guys are out there playing on the field on Sunday, does it not strike a lot of you as strange that Janoris Jenkins is not employed because of a tweet and because he refused to apologize for something that he didn't really think he had done wrong? I think we got to move away from this world where we're constantly policing words and making people apologize for the words that they used or the word choice and try to cancel people out and deal with the fact that sometimes people say things we disagree with and sometimes people are inelegant and sometimes people are dumb. And I would put Janoris Jenkins comments in that category, but it doesn't mean they don't deserve the right to make a living. And I would also reiterate once more, we got to be careful about this idea that we're constantly policing what everybody says on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and everything else. Focus on actions in your own lives. Focus on actions over words and join me in teaching your kids the sticks and stones lessons and moving away from this generation we've created where everybody is perpetually offended, everybody's demanding that everybody else be canceled, and Everyone is obsessed with the idea that what people say actually harms you. It doesn't. You got to be tougher. Focus on actions, not on words. I think that New York Giants got it wrong when they kicked Janoris Jenkins to the curb. I'll talk about this maybe later in the week as well. But I would rather somebody be honest and offensive than dishonest and false apologize in this universe that we live in today because I think so much of this world is complete and total BS. And I think a lot of you agree with me and that's why you listen to this show every day. I'm Clay Travis. Have fantastic Tuesdays. This has been Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.